to I'm Trying the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and today we have a very special live guest, my soul sister, Claire Olilla. She is one of the most radiant, vibrant people I know, doing so much work and healing as a trauma-informed breathwork mentor and just human being. Everywhere she goes, everywhere you go. (laughs) I swear you are just having conversations and connecting with people in such a special, meaningful way. And it is an absolute honor and delight to be your friend and to have you here in the pod to spread the good word with everyone listening. So thank you for being here. I'm so excited to be here. This has been a long time coming ever since we first connected, I think in October of last year. So it's been like almost a year now. And I feel like we've had so many conversations that could have been podcasts in themselves. So here we are. Let's get into it. (laughs) Finally doing it. We thought about it even in February of doing one and we were pretty set. Mm -hmm. But then I signed up to do a breathwork journey with you mm-hmm. and we want I wanted to wait until I experienced that and then life just got the best of us so here we are we've but. been having a lot of fun though in the meantime <laughs> we have <laughs> and if you follow on Instagram you probably have seen most of it <laughs> but yeah it all worked out as it was meant to this will be a good deep dive it's also funny to be in the setting of a podcast because we just like do life together now <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like there's this awkward like formal barrier we're breaking <laughs> i know we were setting up and i'm like why <laughs> this feels so like formal i'm used to just like talking in weird accents and singing and being my weird self and but we'll channel that i'm yeah. sure <laughs> we'll do our best to find the balance here yeah a little bit of both <laughs> so i guess reining it in on that bit uh i did want to start off i wanted to jump right into things with Probably the practice and one of the first things that I really took away from our connection and everything I've been learning from you, and that is just the practice of embodiment, I suppose Mm -hmm. it would be. For most of my life, I've spent, still a lot of the time, I spend a lot of time in my head. There's a lot of, you know, can I just like, can't I just think differently? Can't I just shift my mindset? Can't I just do X, Y, Z to feel better? And in the past, it would never work. And even now when I find myself in those times, it never really makes the change I want it to make. And so something that's so big in the work you do and everything you share is this essence of embodiment. And so I really want to dive into that. And when did that first come into your life? What shifts started to come with it? And let's just kind of start with that, I suppose. Yeah, so I got into all this work through the mindset lens. I had a full-blown mindset coaching program. I had dozens of women go through that program. It was beautiful. But what started to happen for me was I was noticing how much friction there was in my own life. And here I am, I'm like coaching people through this and I'm noticing friction, having to put so much energy into rewiring my mindset into coming back to okay what beliefs are holding me back or what programming is running the show here and it was a very cognitive process and it took a lot of energy and the thing that really blew me away was I actually had a hypnosis session with someone that I was referred to and he guided me through this process of healing an allergy through my body, which I'll explain a little bit in more detail because this is, it actually blew my mind. I sat with this hypnosis mentor and 
had this experience where he guided me back to a point in my teen years where I experienced excruciating heartbreak, where the person that I thought I was going to marry cheated on me and it was fucking gut-wrenching and awful and I did not have the tools at that time to process that grief and that rage and that confusion and despair and not enoughness. And right at that same time, what happened was after about three or four months of trying to be vegan and trying to like take gluten out of my diet because the whole fucking world was saying that you needed to be (laughs) not eating dairy and gluten at that time, I started reintroducing dairy and gluten back into my life at the exact same time as this horrendous emotional turmoil was happening in my life. And so, I mean, not fully confirmed, I guess, by science or anything, but what seems to have happened is that my body made an association between this god-awful experience and this coincidental timing that I happened to be reintroducing these foods back into my life because I didn't have an allergy to them and then I start eating them again and now I have an allergy. And so... And not just any allergy. Like your body goes up in full Dude, highs. my body goes up in flames. Yeah. I have... So if, like If you want to see how bad... If you reaction. love watching... If you love seeing gross images, you can scroll through my Instagram and I have a before photo. But my whole body would, would get covered in these hives. It was awful. And then because I'm stubborn and because I don't want to just not eat gluten and dairy the rest of my life, I booked a session with this hypnosis mentor and he taught me tapping. This was January of 2022. Yeah, last year, right? Yeah, January of 2022. And he taught me to, before I would start to reintroduce these foods, to tap certain points in my body and notice on a scale of one to 10 is the fear of eating those foods starting to diminish. And so I'm like, okay, I don't really see how this is gonna do that much work, but I started to work with that tool and it actually worked. Like it actually was starting to release a lot of the fear that it had around these foods. And now I'm at a point where I can have organic sourdough toast every single morning and I love it so much. And I can have raw goat cheese, and I can have these things that used to send my body up in flames. And all of that led me into somatic work, which led me to breath work, which has led me into so much more. But that's the intro. That's wild. I didn't know it all started with a hypnotist Mm -hmm. session. For people that might not be as into this space as you and I are, the thought of like trapped emotions and stuck fear and things like that in the body might seem a little out there but I do think there's more and more people speaking about these types Mm -hmm. of experiences and if you really think about it when we're all on an energetic level and we're all just little vibrating molecules (laughs) of energy it makes sense that an emotion feeling experience whatever it might be could somehow get stuck or lodged in the body and so thank you for sharing that wait can we jam on that yeah okay go for it so this is I'm gonna try to refrain from this being a total tangent but I've been getting really into just like studying motherhood lately and for anyone listening I'm not like trying to be a mom anytime soon definitely a few years out but what I find really fascinating is how much there is to learn about 
mothering through as natural of a lens as possible like if we were in nature like how would we mother and this really started to I started to get even more interested in this after I stayed with a friend out in BC recently who free birthed caught her babies four of them all by herself let me repeat home birth free birth caught her baby like caught her own babies mind blown yeah total badass she is on another level anyways we started having this whole conversation around how babies like were told at least at from what i know in like raising babies you're like you're supposed to sleep train them like you put them in their sleeper put them away if they cry like let them cry it out and eventually they learn that no one's gonna come and so they should stop crying how fucked is that when you really think about it but also like when you think on the other hand in nature a baby doesn't have its own like regulatory system yet like a baby can't regulate on its own a baby needs its mother to regulate for it and so a baby when it has all of this emotion and energy and stress it should be like attached to the mom like skin to skin and that's how they're able to co-regulate and that's how a baby is able to discharge that stress through their mother who ideally is grounded like through the Mm -hmm. earth and that those ions can literally like flow through and restore harmony and so when we are dysregulated i like to think of adults as just like grown-up babies you know we're all just babies (laughs) we are (laughs) i just a baby yeah we really are (laughs) and we need to discharge that stuck energy and if that energy gets dysregulated then what happens is you have this ratio that gets thrown off of these positive and negative ions and while it can sound woo-woo to be like, oh, you've got all these uh, problems because you've got stuck and trapped emotion in your body. Like literally that's what's happening. You have this buildup of these ions that need to be discharged, ideally through the earth, through your bare feet. But because of the society that we live in today, that doesn't get to happen as much as possible. And so it throws all of these really delicate systems in the body out of whack. That's, fascinating because I had never thought of it I mean I thought of the basis of that Mm -hmm. trapped emotions but I hadn't thought of it as like even from the time we are babies like physical babies we're that small Mm -hmm. that sort of like dysregulation that happens and it only continues to happen throughout life you can't cry here be quiet or whatever it is right and obviously all parents nowadays are just doing what they've been taught to do they're just living within the societal constraints they've been given. But it's it does go to the question, if we were to be able to act naturally in those moments, how would we act? And like, how would things be? And with that, like, how would things actually shift mm-hmm. if we weren't all forced to sort of abide by, I don't, I mean, just so much of what we have to live by is like shoving down emotions. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously like a time and a place when you can't be throwing a fit I suppose but I don't know that's so interesting when it comes to shifting those trapped emotions ions energy like all of it 
you mentioned the grounding feet mm-hmm. in the earth but as you also mentioned that's not always possible nor the case so is that where other practices like breath work tapping mm-hmm. i don't know what else is there <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like those types of practices are those are all ways to also make those types of shifts mm-hmm. okay. so something that came up for me just as you were sharing that and then I'll answer that question is how we tend to think that our emotions are inconvenient right Mm -hmm. like oh I'm in the middle of something or this is just a weird place to be feeling a lot of feels like I'm in the grocery store not now or I'm with my partner and there's a disagreement but I don't want to seem emotional I don't want to seem like I'm overreacting so I'll just shove it down and kind of pout and maybe just get really small and quiet and there's emotional manifestations that happen with that situation right there's literally there's the non-expression of maybe anger or shame or sadness but there's also the physical manifestation that gets layered on top of that there is probably a hunching of your shoulders there's probably a tightening of your throat because you're not speaking what's true to you. There's probably a tightness in your stomach as you're kind of clenching around these squirmy, uncomfortable feelings. And though we can't kid ourselves into thinking that that all just goes away right after that conversation. We need to discharge that. So an animal in the wild might shake or might like you know, like a dog, you know, if a dog needs a shake, it'll just do a full body shake and then it gets out. The same is true with us. We can shake, we can tap our bodies, or we can go into some breath work. And what that allows us to do is make space for these feelings to process all on their own organically. And this also feeds into our mental state too, right? What kinds of thoughts we're having, which it's all one big feedback loop. I'm reading this book right now called Emotion Code. That is all about this topic. Can I and borrow it after? Yes, you can. <laughs> you know how slow I read though, so give me a... I'll, I'll hammer it out on the plane ride next week. <laughs> um, but it was talking about... So in those instances that you were sharing, right? The you, You're in a disagreement with your partner mm-hmm. or these big feelings are coming up, whatever it is. In this book, they were sharing that when you do have a trapped emotion, since everything's vibrating at its own energetic frequency, whatever it might be, it was saying as a sort of like tip and guidance thing of if you notice that you're prone to a certain emotion, right? Like some people say they have a bad temper and they're just angry people or someone's just an anxious person or Mm -hmm. they're just depressed or they're just X, Y, Z in that emotion or experience almost becomes a sort of like label that you put on yourself. They were alluding in this book to how essentially that could be a clue to that trapped emotion being in your body because since it's already there the moment there's like a flicker of that from an external source Mm. that emotion experience is already within you and so it just can like pop off all the quicker and those energies sort of like match up and then that's why you have like the quick temper that's why you're just in like a constant state of depression or a constant state of anxiety or whatever it is and it's not always these external things triggering you but it might be something that's like just in you like already and then little things set it off it's like the classic saying life is your mirror Mm. life is just reflecting back what's already within you if you're if you're quick to feel 
triggered by things, if you're quick to feel angry about your partner leaving dishes in the sink or this and that, then there's really something inside of you that needs to be looked at. And of course, there's, there's always external agreements that can be made to resolve those in the future moving forward too. But the emotional reaction itself says more about you than anybody else. When I realized that and I first learned that, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. I think I honestly learned it when I moved away from home, mm-hmm. you know, and I just started to see that everything that used to, the way I used to feel at home, I was blaming it on my dad and what he was causing me, you know, he did this and he did that and blah, blah, blah. And then I moved away and I realized all the big emotions I was trying to run from, this extreme anger that I would live in all the time and this depression and this anxiety, all these things that I thought were a cause of my life back home. I moved here to Austin and realized they had all just hopped along and they'd come right with me. Came with you for the ride. Yes, and they were, if nothing else, even flaring up even worse and because there was all this added stress, whatever. And so when I first came to that realization of like wow this is mirroring back to me what's within me it is not an external issue at this point that's when I was able to identify what was kind of happening and then over time find practices to like work through it Mm -hmm. and it is wild to just think back to how much anger I used to live in all the time and now it feels so rare for me to be in that form that even when it does come up, I find myself automatically wanting to go to one of these practices that we can mm-hmm. chat about because I just, once I've, once I started to clear that, I never wanted to be like that deep in the anger or whatever emotion it would have been at the time as well. So, and for me, so I love that you shared for you, it was anger, mm-hmm. like anger hopped along for the ride. For me, it was sadness mm. and So for anyone listening, my parents divorced when I was really, really young. I think I was about two years old for pretty much as long as I can remember. I've had two families. And there was a lot of sadness around that. Um, And I feel like unresolved miscellaneous feelings amongst the family that, you know, just kind of got buried away and never dealt with. And I think I took a lot of that on whether I knew it or not. And what I've been able to uncover through breath work is that, you know, I I would go into these journeys with an intention and I'll share more on what a journey looks like in a minute for anyone who isn't familiar. But I would go into a journey, let's say with the intention of why is it that whenever I feel an intense emotion and it doesn't matter if it's sadness, it doesn't matter if it's anger, it doesn't matter if I'm really overjoyed, but I cry. Like that's the manifestation of the, like when I feel an intense emotion, it comes out through tears. And I didn't want that to happen anymore. I just wanted to be able to express an emotion no matter what it was in a mature and an empowered way. And I wanted to feel confident using my voice because my default mode is to get really small and tighten and my my voice just completely goes. And Sam, my partner, was the first to point that out to me. Like, like, hey, I'm right here. Like, we can just, you can tell me what's up. And so I went into a breathwork journey and brought this up, just like really wanting to embrace that 
true expression of an emotion and not just shut down. And what came up for me through this journey was so much clarity around how small I would feel in my family dynamic when I was young and how many things were off the table to talk about. You know, like, why are my parents passing notes back and forth to communicate? Like, why can't they just get on the phone? Like, no, 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 we don't talk about that. Or, like, certain questions, you know, I'd want to ask and I would want to express how confused I felt and how sad I felt, but it felt like there was a limit on what I was allowed to emote because even if my parents were meaning well to say, shit's okay, don't cry, you, it's okay, there's nothing wrong, like... All that does is add layers of doubt and shame for a child to be feeling like it's almost like, no, it's, it's wrong for you to be feeling that, even if that's not the intention. So that was a huge one for me to realize that even if my parents meant well in dealing with my emotions in that way, and mom and dad, if you're listening, I love you so much. <laughs> we don't know, we don't know. Yep. That was the result, was this shutdown. And anytime I would feel a big emotion, I would just say, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm feeling this. Because it didn't feel safe for me to express the real truth in those moments. When you had that journey and you went into it with that intention and you came to this conclusion... Do you feel like that has now shifted for you? Are you able to express these emotions and do these things and not revert back into, you know, little Claire coming up to the surface? There's definitely been a shift. There's definitely been a shift. And I will say for something like communicating and expressing yourself, like that takes two people, right? There's yeah. usually someone you're expressing it to. So it was helpful to have a partner in that who was also very emotionally aware. And you know Sam, like, <laughs> he'll get right at it. He don't give a fuck. Yeah. He's going to tell you what's up. And so he's he's been helpful for me to, to have a safe space to practice that. But there was a really cool moment in one of my journeys because I took that. It's it, that's, a, that's some deep work when you're yeah. going back to, like, three years old in the baby body. Like, mm -hmm. you're going in. So I took that one into a couple journeys and there was one where my beautiful, amazing breathwork mentors guided me into some anger release. Mm -hmm. And I never really have felt comfortable with anger. That's not an emotion that I tend to go right for. Um, and so I let myself kind of lean into that and I was pounding my fists against the ground and practicing like taking up space and like using my voice <sighs> like on the exhale letting that out that way and when we talk about embodiment work like that's a beautiful example of embodiment work is going into the place where you normally would feel uncomfortable and inconvenient to go and allowing yourself the space to to own that I'm so happy you shared that example specifically <laughs> because, as I mentioned before, you have brought so much of this work into my life. And I don't know if it was you or Sam specifically, but you brought up that, even the idea of like ex expressing like, ah, like letting yourself sigh it out and get it out even. And in these last few months, because when the anger does still come up, 
I just, it goes straight to my head. You know, it becomes this inward spiral that I just get sucked into. And what I've gone to is that it's not just me telling myself, Emily, don't be angry. We don't want to be angry. Like, let's shift mindsets. Let's be grateful. No, I'm like, let's get this fucking out. And so I do those big exhales. I'll be out walking. I did it in the grocery store the other day. I was just like, oh. And like, I'm just like, look around. But I'm like, no, it's okay. Express. Do it again. You're in Central so, Market, yeah. like in the like, chip aisle. Oh. No wonder I'm single. But, um, no. but like doing that or, you know, if I'm at home, like just tossing myself down on the bed and just like throwing my fist mm-hmm. into the bed, like letting myself actually like express that, mm-hmm. that that is like the definition and a great example of what it means to like embody it and actually like do the work versus just trying to talk yourself in circles of like, I'm not mad. What's there to be mad about? Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Like, no, it's not fine right now. Like let yourself move through this versus just like stuff it down I suppose oftentimes I think so and I want to add the caveat that I don't personally struggle with anxiety that's not something that I've ever like had as a recurring problem for me so I always want to go into these conversations with a lens of just openness and like just knowing this is my this is a bit of something I'm working through but I wonder if we would still be in this place where so many people struggle with anxiety if we were more emotionally aware and empowered to express our emotions authentically because I think what often happens is that because as children we're not enabled to emote in uh, a safe way that we start to get confused around what emotions even are which you know it's like you might feel one thing but because you can't really get it out it gets confused with maybe this other layer of shame and guilt um, and frustration and agitation and there starts to be just so much chaotic energy built up that that's what becomes anxiety is just this like general like this just doesn't feel good Mm. and I really really I pray for a world where our children can be taught you know if, if they're feeling agitated it's like the first thing that said isn't oh it's okay uh, don't cry the first thing that said is hey can I can you help me understand like where do you where do you feel this motion in your body oh you feel it in your tummy like what does it feel like oh it feels like butterflies or it feels prickly mm, tell me more like what color is it And it's through those kinds of questions that you can help a young child understand in their own way, like what this is and how to move with it rather than resist it and shut it down. I I love that example. And also just, if that could be the world, like praise (laughs) be, let's hope it gets there. It will get there. But yeah, I mean, and you disclaim, you know, you have not experienced anxiety uh, and that is- And I'll I'll, I'll like- Everyone experiences uh, Yes, anxiety. I was just I going just to say. Never, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, yes, exactly. And it's even when I'm about to share now, mm-hmm. I'm also trying to be in the state of like, I'm not abiding by that label anymore. Mm-hmm. Because to me, anxiety is the words I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know what's what. It is just, ma- as you said, it is chaotic energy into an experience, like created into an experience that we go through. And 
I think what's so neat is that when it comes to anxiety, the things I've noticed to make a difference are these embodiment practices, right? Like I've done lots of therapy, I've done all these types of things, different mindsets, whatever it is. And as of now, July, 2023, the only thing that has been really like shifting things for me and helping me experience less anxiety than ever before has honestly been breath work and tapping, like those two specifically, and dance, if I want to throw dance in there. <laughs> but it's so interesting because you shared those like questions that you would ask a child, and that's what, at the one point a few weeks ago, I was in a really anxious, odd space, and you and Sam, your partner, we love them, <laughs> guided me through kind of those ideas of a question, mm-hmm. of imagining this experience that I didn't know what it was in my head, I just knew it was thanks to you two, I identified it was in my head, we gave it a shape, a color, whatever it was, and we essentially did this practice that allowed me to almost just like put my hands on what is otherwise such chaotic energy of anxiety and work with it to, I guess, like release that anxiety and really just feel such an insane, massive shift in that one practice. And if we were all taught how to do that on even a lower scale, of like you said, those questions you might ask a child. I just can't imagine how different everything, everyone would be in this world. Mm-hmm. I think the the divorce rate would be much lower. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> people dealing with people, man. <laughs> Changes things. So I did want to ask earlier, this flicked up for me, when did you actually find breath work? You started with the hypnotist. Mm -hmm. That got you into the embodiment work. Were you doing breath work before then? Or like what? So the timeline's funny. The timeline's funny because I I had done breath work before the hypnosis session. I think my very first like real breath work class might have been, it was definitely pre-pandemic. So it was probably like 2018. was kind of in like more of a kundalini setting and I just I really didn't vibe with it I got really turned off by it for a couple years I tried another session with someone and that went a little better I was like a little bit more on the vibe but still not quite and that might have been 2019 and then I think it was 2020 when I did a session with these two uh, amazing people in Toronto and uh, their names are Amanda and Harry. They're part owners of Othership. If anyone has ever heard of the Othership breathwork app or the Othership sauna and cold plunge place in Toronto. But they created this experience with the music and just their energy and the vibe. Like I was just blasted off in this session and it was 60 minutes of total breath work. We we weren't in an activated state that whole time, but I ended up having a very profound connected experience with my future daughter and her spirit came to me in that session. And I have for, I had already for a couple years had a connection to her in small ways. She had come to me in meditation. She had come to me in a session that I did with my aunt, who's a medium, and she came through loud and clear there. And I've known that our symbol is rainbows. Like that's the Mm. symbol that her spirit and I share. And so anytime I see a rainbow, I know she's like sending it my way. So I'm 
way deep in this breath work and I hear her and I feel her like come to me in a way I've never experienced before and I hear her voice I hear her say hi mommy I say is and now I'm in my head I'm like oh my gosh I can like I can talk back I'm like realizing this in the breath work so I'm like hi is it you is it really you I hear her she's like yes it's, it's me I'm like T tell me your name like what's your name and she goes I hear this giggle like clear as day this giggle in my head and Emily's crying everyone the <laughs> <laughs> way it's like so because I just like love you and Sam so much and the thought of like y'all's mini baby has me like oh my god <laughs> yeah so she I hear this giggle loud and clear after I've asked for her name and I hear mommy it doesn't matter you're gonna call me a nickname anyways and I just laugh I'm like true true I'm like okay well how can I know you're here and she says because I send the rainbows to you and I was like can you send one to me now like can you let me know you're here now and I hear this voice back like oh I, I can try but it's hard um and it was it was a cloudy ass gray February day in Toronto and I was like okay fair this is, this is true and so I'm breathing and I kind of hear her voice come back. She goes, okay, I can send you a rainbow, but you have to go in the other room. And we were in an apartment. There were only three rooms to the apartment. I'm like, okay. So after the breath work was over, I walk out into the kitchen. And the very first thing my eyes land on is this rainbow as fuck journal that was sitting on the kitchen table. <laughs> oh. And I was just like mind blown I was like how have I been sleeping on this how have I had access to this this whole time and just like hadn't tapped into it and how many people don't even know that this is an option mm -hmm. and so for me I actually got into breath work as a practice more through the spiritual side of things than the physical and sort of bridge the worlds together because there are so many physical benefits as well and then the hypnosis session and then I found my mentors on in such a, a serendipitous way and things have just been like rocket fuel from there ever since damn I hadn't known that that is wild wow and I think sometimes though it's an experience like that mm -hmm. that rocks our world and just shakes us to wake us up and mm -hmm. like open our eyes to like you said like how have I not been doing this and I think you know for anyone that's maybe had a breathwork experience before whether you liked it or you didn't like it or what came through for you is you said it took you a few times mm -hmm. to find it it took me I did a breathwork course and I didn't the style didn't really vibe with me personally I did a few sessions that really like shook me and got me more interested in it and then it was like our journey together that you now facilitate and like walk people through mm -hmm. that just blew the door wide open for me and breath work will never be the same for me <laughs> since then so <laughs> you really got me up with high standards there but whether it is breath work or tapping or meditation or yoga dance whatever it is right I think there's there comes to be that not a breaking point I don't really like that terminology but there is there will come a time a in which point. a tipping point yeah. there we go much better 
And that is oftentimes what shifts everything for us and what like finally opens our eyes and our hearts and our minds to like what's possible and what's out there. And so you you did that, you found your mentors, mm-hmm. you earned your certification, trauma informed for it. And then nine months long, you guys. This was a nine month long training where every other week we did sixty to ninety minutes of breathwork journey. It was it was intense and it was the most transformational thing I've ever done. When I heard about your program and like what you had gone through, I immediately was that's also why, right? I then trusted of like I want to do a journey with you. Like that caliber of intention and focus and commitment to go through that and learn through that and then show up like afterwards as a facilitator for others and mentor for others is just like mind-blowing to me and I think there are a lot of great like courses and programs out there for maybe like a personal practice or you know a leading the beginning of your yoga or you know different scenarios like that but like this level and caliber that like you went through that training and that you can now offer for people that's what I mean like it was our session was just like otherworldly and I think it is because of that like just can everything you, you learned share a bit more about what you experienced <laughs> in your session yes well first off I mean in such a journey and situation as this breathwork journey as I've learned through you, like the space and the setting of it is so important, as is the energy of the person that is guiding you through it. And that is specifically why also I wanted to do this with you because it is, it just feels very vulnerable, you know? Mm-hmm. And so vulnerable. Yes. And I think there is something to be said for how deep you will go depending on how maybe like safe mm-hmm. and supported you feel. And I felt so safe, so supported. I was like, let's go as deep as like we need to go because I know like Claire's got my back. Mm-hmm. She'll guide me through this. So that's something to consider always, like I think with these types of journeys. But that being said, yeah, I mean, I went into it with no, no expectations, but we definitely had intentions. Mm-hmm. There were things that I was definitely interested and in, I wanted to dive into more. And we talked about those such as, I think we were doing like a lot of inner child healing going back into my past, unlocking some emotions that were there. Mm -hmm. I think I even like brought up the bit about anger, maybe like a few other things. And so we had these intentions, but I ultimately just surrendered of like, I'm not going to control this. Mm -hmm. And so what comes through comes through. And my expectations were just that no matter what happened, I knew this would be shifting something for me. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we went into it and I think we did like we did some dance we did some breath work like beginning breath work meditation to really just like set into it and then when we got when I got into the journey you know it took me a bit I was sort of like floating and then when I was just like so deep similar to what you experienced with connecting with future baby future (laughs) clam baby um (laughs) I had my own spiritual experience of like connecting with my mom who is like always the one I connect with on these journeys and also connecting a bit with like the spirit of my aunt but I think what was most interesting for me was connecting with little me like my inner child that I've been trying to heal but not actually doing any work to do it until this session I just I don't know it felt as though I was standing face to face and holding hands with an entire other energetic being. Like it felt so real of like connecting with this little inner child me 
and feeling all of her pain and hurt and for the first time in my life just truly feeling compassion and so much sympathy and so much desire to really want to help and heal and support that version of me that is still within me and I think that was like one of the most transformative things that came from that session because I've never been able to connect that deeply. Mm-hmm. I've never was able to go that deep within and connect and feel safe enough to do that. And there were so many other amazing things that came through in the journey too. But I think for me, that was it. It was just this other, like, I don't even know how to fully explain it, but just that connection with me that unlocked so many memories and things to work through and just gave me a lot of clarity on where I wanted to go next in my healing journey mm-hmm. and what what I really wanted to give my energy and attention to. And yeah, it just, it was mind-blowing. And there was so much more true, too. I think it was a three-hour uh, the journey. Whole, yeah, the journey is an hour. Okay. But we and then we do an like integration. Before, so. hour after for prep and integration. So. But can I ask you a question? Yeah. Because you've done a lot of therapy, a lot mm-hmm. of talk, traditional talk therapy, and I'm curious how an experience like that, where you're connecting with your inner child and you can't quite put into words, but you feel it and you know it, and you come out the other side different. And I'm curious how that experience compares with the traditional therapy model, mm-hmm. which of course we love for so many reasons, but probably isn't as fast as an embodiment experience or a somatic experience like breathwork. I'm curious your thoughts on that. That journey with you, as well as, you know, previous to that, I did two or three, I'd say breathwork sessions. They weren't deep journeys, but even those, those and then with that journey of you shifted so much for me in seeing how I could heal. Mm -hmm. Because before it had always been I have therapy (laughs) and I, you know, occasionally do a meditation and I take care of my body and I do these things and I'm healing, I'm healing. But that was like years, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I go into this journey with you and I feel a shift that from this, you know, three hours in full, one hour journey, I feel a shift that I had not experienced after two years of therapy, Mm -hmm. after years of doing my own personal work, so to say, so to speak. And so that was a big push for me to then continue that type of work, to work, you know, try to learn more about somatics, to do breath work, you know, a bit more often, or at least like change my practice with it. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, that experience of being able to connect on like a soul level, go within, work with my body, work with like all of that had so much more impact than any talk therapy could do. I think there was, there's a time and a place for talk therapy. And if that's all you have access to, like, please, better do that than nothing at all. Better do that than be stuck in your head with nowhere to express. But if you have access and or ability to these other modalities, like, the there, it's not even comparable. You can't compare the level of healing, the deep, level that comes from these other areas mm-hmm. blew my mind right open <laughs> and now you know i've shared bits and pieces but i'm doing i'm trying i'm testing out working with a somatic 
therapist. Mm-hmm. So she tries to do a bit of that approach, right? Where we're talking a bit, but the moment she notices me fidgeting, mm-hmm. agitating, she notices like a difference in my demeanor, my voice. Oh. She's <laughs> Coda. My dog is just being so dramatic right now in the background. He wants Continue. his own interview. <laughs> yeah. But the moment she notices any of those things come up, instead of just having me talk on, she's like, okay, we're stopping. Huh. And we go within, we do breath, we do breathing, we do like energy visualization, we do something to clear whatever has come up. And it's been really interesting. Uh-huh. And she does take insurance. So like these types of things can be out there on a more approachable level. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you can go with like the deeper journeys or the bigger things, go for it. But yeah, it's all just like a matter of, I think, trying to find what can work for you in this season of life, at least. Mm-hmm. All the options, all the things. But something that I'll mention too, so there are a lot of options and I know that like my, my style isn't going to be for everybody and I don't think it should be. Um, but I do want to encourage if you're listening and you've tried breath work or you're afraid to try breath work, you know, the first one you try, it might not be for you and that's okay, but I don't want that to discourage you from, from continuing on with maybe trying a different technique or trying a different facilitator to see what's a good fit for you. Um, because as we've clearly outlined, this practice is so transformational in so many ways. Even if you're not ready for a one-on-one session with somebody, like there's so many platforms. Like I've got a virtual platform called Clarity Lab. I'm sure Emily will link it in the podcast or you can find it on my Instagram at any time. But that's $33 a month. It's like that's like it's one so accessible that's like going to one class yeah you know because like beyond the one-on-one right. journeys you could go there's studios and places to go to do these in-person classes but if you're like me and you prefer to be in the comfort of your home i mean i am a purchase i like purchased clarity labs you like i am a paying member of claire's platform because it is as you said like 33 dollars, and you get i mean you can share more about the practices you have on there mm-hmm. but it's because i like I love your style and so I'm going that version of breath work versus like there are so many other opportunities too mm-hmm. yeah so my platform in particular I I birthed this idea out of a breath work journey of all things but really I was feeling into like okay these one-on-one sessions are awesome but not honestly it's not in everyone's budget and I get that And then I also do an in-person class here that's more affordable, but not everyone is in Austin. And so I started this platform as Coda's like crawling into Emily's lap. This is hilarious. Hi, honey. (laughs) He's like, I want to try break work. Coda, off. Off. Coda, off. There you go. Good boy. So I wanted to create a virtual space where people could just do this practice on demand, like super attainable. You can do it in the comfort of your own home because I love to do breath work in the comfort of my own home. That training that I did where we did 18 hour long breath work journeys last year, all of those were virtual. I did them all on my couch or on my floor. And I love that. I love to set a vibe. I love to put some mood lighting on. I love to get in my cozy, comfy clothes and have a blanket and a pillow. And I wanted to offer that experience for people too, where if you're not in a place where you're wanting to get super vulnerable with someone all up in your business as you're like releasing guttural grief and like connecting with the cosmos or whatever you're doing, 
then you can have that experience solo with guided support along the way. And I will say with your videos and like the sessions you share on there, you don't, you can, you could have never done breath work before in your mm-hmm. life. You have an intro to it on there. It is not just, you know, Claire saying like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Puts on some music and you go for it. Like <laughs> she guides you. She supports you throughout it. She has the most soothing voice and you can feel her energy through the screen. Mm-hmm. So whether it is Clarity Labs and Claire or whether you experiment with a few other apps or programs out there, whatever it is, I do think and also, right, like these are quicker practices. They're like yeah, I do 10, have, 15. I do have one longer journey on there yeah. as of right now because we did a live experience, which was so fun. And I'm playing around with what I might do later on. But most of the practices are so beginner friendly. There's five minute ones. There's 10 minute ones, 15 minute ones, 30 minute ones, 20 minute. Like there's so many different ones and today even just as like a sample i just recorded august's drop because i release two to three new ones every month and for august there's a practice that's called the quickie breath for when you fall off your breathwork practice and you want something super quick and easy to just like get yourself back in the momentum without that buildup of resistance and like oh fuck i fell off so there's the quickie breath, which is less than 10 minutes. And then I recorded a longer one that's more like 30 minutes. That's breath work for relationship repair. Ooh, okay. And it guides you through processing emotion and making space, reclaiming your power to choose how you want to respond rather than responding mm. through a trauma or a survival response. And then guiding you ultimately back into your heart space and moving forward with love. So I'm really excited to release that one. Damn, now I'm excited. Do I get early <laughs> access? No. <laughs> no, but I, and you just shared a post today that, or was it today or yesterday? Regardless. Yesterday. It was this amazing post about you know, just like that reality, right? Of like, are you, like, if you're falling off your breath work mm-hmm. experience during whatever it was, and I commented that I definitely was, have been in seasons where I was just like breath work all the time, every day. And then, I don't know. I just started coming up with the excuse of like, I didn't have the time. Now's not the time, blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, a few weeks down and I'm just like so ready to get back into it. But I feel that resentment of like, or not even resentment, but just like, ah, uh, resistance. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Me mixing up my words here. That resistance of like getting back into like a 15 minute practice or yeah. whatever it is, right? And I'm like, Emily, just start with five, uh-huh. go from there. I've also been big on reminding myself lately, like, okay, so I don't have the five, 10 minutes to do this in the morning, but then later on, in the, like later in my morning, when I am frazzled and discombobulated and I feel the stories start up in my mind and I lose focus and I spend 30, 40 minutes mm. not spending my time so greatly, usually on social media or doing some other senseless task, I've been realizing lately, wow, wonder if this would have happened if I had just taken five, 10 minutes to calibrate into my day and like set it up for success. As we're kind of like, I sense we're coming to a close here. So I kind of want to end off on just the reminder that your breath is the most direct access you have to your nervous system. And when you change your breath, you can literally change your life. So most people and I mean, myself included, often, we let life control our breath. 
So if someone cuts us off in traffic mm-hmm. or if we realize, you know, maybe you realize you forgot to send something into your boss that was due yesterday and you're like, oh, fuck. The first thing to go is your breath. Life controls your breath. But you can flip that around and allow your breath to control your life. So instead of something setting you off and now all of a sudden your breathing is quick and shallow or a lot of us actually hold our breath and we don't realize it and you're literally blocking the flow of life that's like trying to flow through you and nourish you and provide for you. If you can in that moment have the conscious awareness to breathe deeply, send it down into your belly, you know, allow it to expand you, then you'll notice your life starts to change around that. The way you respond is different. The your energy with people is different. Like, I mean, I've been getting comments all the time lately since I've gotten really into this work that I just like, I feel different. Like people Mm -hmm. feel very safe with me. And I think a lot of that is because of the way that I'm able to stay regulated and stay present and hold space for whatever is coming through. And everyone has that ability. So that's my, my tidbit reminder at the, the close of the show here, change your breath, change your life. Wow. What a closer. <laughs> I, really, I, I don't even know how to wrap that up. I might have to put that in the beginning. Um, wow. What, what truth. And I'm, you were like speaking, looking into my eyes as you were sharing that. And I was like, she's seeing my soul right now because this is 100% me of I really, yeah, there's some potential there for me to get a bit more in tune with that. Can, like choosing my breath to control my like mm-hmm. steer my life mm-hmm. wow damn y'all this is why i keep her <laughs> she's always dropping truth bombs like this not even truth bombs just like knowledge tidbits and i'm just blown away i and think you also got some new stories today i did yeah mm-hmm. i was taking my story you caught me in tears in the middle of recording i mean <laughs> gosh wow yeah so this was everything and more i yeah just thank you so so much as per usual for being the most lovely energy, sharing openly, and just keeping things on track when I get a little in my head. So thank you, thank you. And also, where can people find you on IG and Clarity Labs? Find me on IG at Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E dot Olilla, O-L-L-I-L-A. And you can find the link to ClarityLabsStudio.com in my bio you're welcome to check out. There's a sampling of some of the practices if you want to see what's in there. And if you've got questions about breath work, tapping, any of the stories that I've told today, please feel free to drop into my DMs. I love to just help any way that I can or just connect and jam out. If you're in Austin, catch me at Lizard Yoga on Saturdays. And if you're a friend of Emily's, you're a friend of mine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there will be more podcasts to come yeah this is too good to not so there we have it folks i really hope you enjoyed this one and definitely connect with claire because there's no reason not to she yeah you will 100 percent like take something away from connecting with her even through instagram so do it be there and last thing i just want the people to know a week ago i realized her middle name is emily which is obviously my name if there is any more reason to just like understand this great chemistry between us 
She has my middle name. Who has the middle name Emily? Like, meant to be. So, meant to be, baby. That's As all we were we'll getting say. saged entering our friend's birthday party. <laughs> we that tells you video. anything about our uh, vibe for life. <laughs> that's that's about it. Yeah, I have a video. It's going live next week. You'll see me getting saged. <laughs> Amazing. Can't <laughs> but, wait. Uh, that's all. So bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>